ever feel like the government continues to usurp more and more control over your daily life? What's the solution? Well, it probably isn't to create even more government. Better dead than red begins now. Welcome back to Better Dead Than Red, and today I'm back with Delta Lima, and it's it's been an interesting week as far as uh, some stuff that's been in the paper, particularly here with uh, Pete Weeks. Basically, he he's blaming the uh, the courts for overturning the was it the mandatory minimums? Yes, in 2005 there were these mandatory minimums set in place by the federal sentencing commission and then there was a proposal to change that in 2013 and that's what's mentioned in the article where pete weeks states that that's the reason for the surge of the uh the drug issues in blair county mm-hmm. and it's based on the fact that they would not overturn that the federal supreme court batted it down and uh things stayed the way they were when they were changed in 2005 mm-hmm. so but but really- that that's the reason why the drug situation's out of control not because he's been a complete failure the past 15 years i mean they they make such a big right. deal about you know accountability but he takes absolutely zero responsibility for the fact that the drug problem is as bad as it's ever been right and the mandates have absolutely nothing to do with his failure as a prosecutor and also his minions on the drug task force. Mm -hmm. So this is just narcissism 101, blaming something else when you are in fact the problem. Right. So the problem is, is that he allows people like Tiffany Erica, Richard Ewing, Ryan Bowman, and many, many more not face their own consequences. They get let out of jail They throw out their charges, they dismiss them all together a lot of times, or reduce their charges or the sentences that they uh, would had incurred to be a confidential informant, to go out. I mean, these are people that are addicted to drugs. Mm -hmm. So they're taking drug addicts, not letting them face any consequences, and sending them back out there to try and throw other people under the bus. How's... How does that make any sense? Right. And if, I mean, this this should be common sense. When they're letting these people use drugs, it makes sense that they're not going to turn in their actual drug dealer. So how many drug exactly. dealers are still making a killing off the CIs and selling to everybody else that they sell to? You know, but it's right. the, the lowly junkie that's selling to support his habit that gets paraded in front of the camera of, you know, oh, look how much good we're doing and how much of a difference we're making. Well, by your own admission, Pete, guess what? You're not doing it. You're, you're, it's getting worse. Yeah, exactly. And you know he, you know he sends these people back out on the street that are obviously addicted to drugs. And the the people that I just mentioned are people that have been caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. They weren't caught up in a confidential informant controlled by situation. They were caught red-handed. As a matter of fact, Ryan Bowman. They found him in Altoona slumped over a steering wheel. He had heroin packets in there in the vehicle with him and a weapon with him. Mm -hmm. So that's caught red handed with the stuff. So it's not like he sold to a CI and the CI could be telling the truth or not telling the truth. 
And these are people that have been caught red-handed. Richard Ewing and this Erica, Tiffany Erica girl. These are the three people that I want to mention that that have actually seemed to have slipped through the cracks, had their charges dismissed, or got very light sentences for their crimes. Mm-hmm. So the sentencing guidelines, um, you know, him blaming it on that, the comment itself shows how much of a narcissist he really is. Mm-hmm. He's gaslighting the federal court decisions on sentencing requirements that this is not his fault. It's the court's decision not to increase mandatory sentences. So the way they have it set up is, is if you have two people that commit a crime, one has a record and the other one doesn't, they are not going to be sentenced the same. That's mm-hmm. how it's set. And, and I think that's, that's somewhat fair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, I guess that's the gist of the whole thing. So well, he, and the, he, the other I, thing I noticed at the end of the article, he makes this plea to like, Pete, for, you know, we need the community to basically to do, uh, donate to Operation Our Town and all this and that. And I'm wondering if there aren't some folks who maybe they've been listening to this stuff and they're like, well, maybe I'm not going to give money to that organization anymore. You know, what I, you know what I think we ought to do is put out on the page... Eight, we should be able to get the list. Get the list of everybody that donates to them. Yep. And if absolutely. you and you know what, people should be aware. And if if you don't agree with Operation Our Town, I wouldn't spend my money at those businesses. Fuck them. Yeah, I mean, he is a big hypocrite, and he's a walking contradiction. Yep. And his beliefs, ideas, and his actions do not align with each other. And they they change at the drop of a hat too. From my own experience and uh, a family member's experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he claims the drug problem is not his fault, even though he's been the main player in combating the drug problem. So if he doesn't want to accept responsibility and then he's going about it all wrong, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, but still it's not working. How about this? Why don't we focus on mental illness and why people are doing drugs? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so, here, here's something for you. Speaking of mental mental illness, like the literal definition for insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So either he's exactly. in, either he's insane, or his goal really isn't to curb the drug problem. Yeah, and like he doesn't have a true sense of self. Like he'll chameleon himself into whatever uh, he needs to be in that given moment, mm-hmm. and. He'll mirror whoever he has to be in that given moment to convince people that he should be elected into a position of power that he is now in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his world his worldview is that he is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Everything he does is amazing and he can do no wrong. Yep. And he just proved it by that article blaming this sentencing uh Mandatory uh, or uh, minimum sentencing. Uh, I don't even want to know what to call it. Sentencing. Um, the guidelines. Conditions. Guidelines. Right. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I couldn't think of what to say. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. One of those days. So, you know, he toots his own horn all the time, you know, but whenever things aren't going right, we got to direct that and blame something else. Mm hmm. And, you know, he he refuses to believe any evidence or facts that are presented to him. Right. So when you you have facts and, and evidence to prove possibly your innocence, 
he doesn't want anything to do with that. He doesn't want to look into that. He doesn't want to actually prove his case. Well, and, and the other thing is, too, and, you know, this is just my view, and I'm sure some people will be like, oh, that's a little bit of a stretch. But if you really look at his argument, all right, so the reason that the guidelines are what they are, it was a constitutional issue, right? So he's exactly. basically saying, you know, well, they're just making that, that, that goddamn constitution just making my job harder. That's basically his argument. I mean, I, yeah, I think exactly. I think I think he would absolutely love it if the, if there was no you know constitution because then you know he can come after us for giving a giving him a hard time about stuff and it's not like we don't bring up legitimate issues. You know, you'd think somebody that was an elected official would give a shit what people have to say, but you know, we're we're just the you know the the crazy whatever. And right. I, I, I don't care. Like people throw out the, oh, the conspiracy. Like it's, I'm to the point now where as soon as you even say the word conspiracy theory, like I just, I just turn you off. Like I don't even, your, your, exactly. your opinion isn't relevant to me because if right, that's the right. best you can do, it's, it's not a, it's not a conspiracy theory. If you have certain pieces of evidence that like you can point out that, well, sounds like Pete doesn't really like the constitution too much. You know, he, I think right. he would, he would love it if he was, you know, Peter Putin weeks and he could, you know, throw his adversaries in jail and poison them and stuff, you know, he, he'd probably love <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, here's the other thing. So in other words, he's all for longer sentences mm -hmm. and that will cost taxpayers even more money. And we already have overcrowded prisons. Well, and that's another point I always make. It's like these people that are raw, raw, you know, everybody needs to go to jail. And it's like, okay, but you're the same people that are, oh, this sucks because my taxes are going up. And I completely agree. I completely agree. But why would you want to keep putting more and more people in jail, funneling more and more money into the system? Exactly. I mean, that's just basically gaslighting mm -hmm. the, uh, the uh, guidelines and it he also was gaslighting and blaming business people in our community for not giving enough money to operation our town so right. now he's trying to drag all these people into his delusion mm -hmm. well and it's like you know if you if you need more if you, and that's that's always the the government's answer you know I'll just throw some money at it that'll solve the problem <laughs> and exactly. it never works yeah. Right, right. And yeah, we all know that. That doesn't make the difference. It's the actions and, and you know, what works best for one county may not work best for another. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, you know, every county in Pennsylvania has to go by these guidelines. So what are the statistics compar in comparison to other counties? Mm -hmm. Are they, are there drug issues, uh, drug crimes any worse or better? Is it just Blair County? Because um, if it's just Blair County, then there's only one common denominator and all that. Mm -hmm. And that would be the person that's leading the show. And that would be him. Right. So, he, like, he speaks in circles and a lot of word salad. Mm -hmm. And he, he projects his opinions and he tries to shut up any naysayers that get in his way. Well, and he doesn't want anybody to tell the truth. Yeah, and it's like his the one of the lines from the article was something I don't have it in front of me, but something along the lines of you know we want to we want to you know kick all the criminals out of Blair County or something. I'm thinking to myself, well, then who's going to run for office? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so the reality of it is, is that they allow drug addicts back out on the street, pay them to be a 
a CI, a confidential informant, when they know full well that they have a drug problem. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening a lot of times is an innocent person ends up facing a biased jury and they end up in prison. So we have an innocent person sitting in, in jail but we have the actual drug addict with the fucking problem mm -hmm. walking the streets. Yep. Still out there. Probably still selling drugs too. <laughs> still selling drugs. So how is that solving the problem? Well, and so, the, the issue is, like you said, they need to look at it from the mental health health standpoint. And the whole problem is if if you want to, I don't think you're ever going to solve this because it goes back to my theory on everything that people are always going to make bad choices period right it's just, you're not going to stop that and in all honesty like i don't think the government has any business number one telling somebody they have to put something into their body or telling somebody they can't put something into their body i mean look at look at prohibition and all of the right. you know the violence and the, the you know the gangster ear and all that and as soon as they repealed it it all kind of went away Be because when yeah. you have something right that that's in demand and you criminalize it then you basically create this very lucrative black market business, which is exactly what's happened. Now, I'm not saying if you just legalize drugs, that fixes everything, because that doesn't fix everything. There's still the addiction problem. But it, it does curb some of the violence, because think about it. When's the last time you, you got in a shootout going to get a six-pack of sheets? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but seriously, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. I know that's a little bit of an extreme example, but at the same time, during the prohibition era, if you're going to get a six pack, you might get yourself in some trouble. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And And what you did know, what did prohibition solve? Absolutely nothing. nothing. It just created absolutely more problems. Nothing. Exactly. So and and the other problem is, you know, the the case with uh, Mr. Shepard, when the CI calls up the drug task force and says, hey, let me out of prison and I'll rat people out and then throw every one of her charges out mm -hmm. so that they could make her look credible. Oh, well, she doesn't have any pending charges. Right. She's had charges. You threw them out and you let her out of jail. So yeah. here's somebody who has an issue, a drug issue. And you sent her right back out on the street. Mm -hmm. Well, at so, least, you know, she didn't get behind the wheel and kill anybody like, you know, Richard, Richard Ewing, Ewing did. Yeah, exactly. So I guess she's got that going for her. Yeah. And, you know, I don't understand how her credibility is any better than the person that would be sitting in the defendant's chair. Right. You know, she she had all the re all the reasons in the world, a lot of motivation to lie. Mm-hmm. And that is obviously what she did. She lied. And, you know, the, the, the real reason Blair County has a serious problem, and it's not getting better. In fact, it's getting worse. When you have a district attorney and a task force that are so corrupt and don't give a flying rat's ass about anyone but themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they hide evidence that could exonerate someone. They don't trace the task force money. They allow CIs to use drugs while working for the police. Mm -hmm. And just like with the Hoover guy that was shot and killed by John Stiver, that is their fault that yep. that happened. Yeah, they across from a park with a bunch of, of kids playing there. <laughs> it's just, it's mind blowing. But, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. And just, just like, look at the Ronda Russell thing. You know, they, yeah. they, they charged the inmate with homicide, which obviously he's not innocent in this. He caused this, but he wasn't the one that pulled the trigger. You know, right. and, and now that 
vice lines no longer with us. I mean, I, I don't know. That's almost like, honestly, it's almost like karma, but, um, yeah, yeah, but they weren't going to yeah. hold them accountable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know they, they right away filed charges against the inmate, mm-hmm. charged him for second degree murder. He's not even the one that pulled the trigger. Yep. Now he's not innocent in all this. He should, you know, have whatever, consequences thrown at him and he should have to face those consequences. Um, you know, but you can't, I mean, he's to blame. It wouldn't, would not have happened if he wouldn't have done what he had done, but it wouldn't happen if uh, Biceline didn't shoot her in the face either. So there's that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So like they didn't have any procedures in place. They didn't have anything to expect that you know, possibility. Yeah. And nothing's, nothing's changed since. So you can tell how much they're really worried about it or care. I mean, if there's, I don't think you could have a bigger slap in the face to not only Rhonda's memory, but her entire family that not only do you not charge the guy who is actually responsible, but then you're just like, well, we're not even going to learn from this. We'll just pretend like, you know, it, it only ever happened once. So it probably won't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the precedent that is now being set. Hopefully not, but that's how it seems. So. I mean, here's the thing. If Pete Weeks won't even get justice for essentially his own people, because let's say corrections officer, you know, they're all same team, basically. Right. 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 What 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 belief would I have or should anyone have that he's actually interested in getting justice for anyone? Right. If he won't do it for a corrections officer, who's he going to do it for? Exactly. And this article in the paper and the statistics of the drug overdoses that have happened in Blair County during the time he's been here and has been a prosecutor have gotten so much worse, hasn't improved. So who's to blame for that? Well, and here's another thing to think about. Now, he's... He's been under, you know, he he came right out of law school. So all he knew was how Rich Consiglio did stuff, essentially. And right. But here's the thing is, and, you know, I'm no fan of Rich, but, you know, in all fairness, like, I think he was really starting to lose his mind because the just the way he was. And people had told me that in the past he was a decent prosecutor, which I don't remember all those years ago, you know. But right. maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But you could say, you could use that as, you know, an excuse for him be like, well, you know, he's just old and senile. Whereas with Pete, there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse exactly. for it. Right. And, you know, they, they file charges not based on any real evidence. All somebody has to do is point a finger and they will file charges. Yep. And they convince juries that they are right and they're never wrong. Mm-hmm. And they don't use any video or audio during the drug transactions or these controlled buys. And, you know, like I said, they don't trace the task force money and people, you know, they continually violate a person's constitutional rights and these pea brain juries buy their idiocy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, these are all examples of how they are failing us as a community. Yep. They want people to give even more money to Operation Our Town to satisfy the district attorney's budget. They mm-hmm. don't have enough money. That's what the problem is. We need more money. You people need to start giving more money to Operation Our Town. 
Yeah, if we only had more money, you know, it would fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> he also states in there that he's working closely with the attorney general's office to combat this problem. So to me, he basically just endorsed Josh Shapiro for governor. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask the Republicans in Blair County, how do you like that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Well, so, and Shapiro has his own issues, but it's like the, the, the thing that really pissed me off about him is you think with even with the politics involved of, you know, the Democrat versus Republican, I would have thought he would have been a lot more interested in looking into Rich and Pete and Operation Our Town and all that. But they just kind of pigeonholed that and were like, well, we're just yeah. going to ignore this because, you know, it could be bad. Exactly. And, and you know, they have their fingers all through it, too, I think is a big part of it because it, you know, it. It would almost be a conflict, like it almost should go to a federal investigation because it would be because they have such a hand in the task forces around here and stuff. So, Exactly. Um, But another thing I wanted to touch on, too, is I'm sure by the time this comes out, I'm sure everybody kind of got the word that they dropped those charges against, you know, those terrorist parents that went to a school board meeting and were mad because there was a freaking child molester and the school wouldn't give them, you know, not only they fail to protect their kids and they're still like trying to cover it up at the school board meeting. I know. I know. I've been reading the articles that have been posted in the Altoona Mirror and on, you know, on the local news station and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't actually watch WTAJ. I stopped doing that a long time ago. I will read some of their things that they post online, Mm -hmm. but it's just such a bizarre case. And it seems as though there were administration, maybe other teachers that had some kind of knowledge about, about these that there were complaints or something was brought to their attention at Mm -hmm. some point. And it seems like it was sort of brushed under the carpet. And then alone behold, somebody's charged, he's convicted. Now they want answers as to how this could have possibly happened right under their nose or under the radar. And so from, I mean, these parents have every right to be angry. Yep. And we're, we're and they have every right about, to go to the school board meeting and express that anger. Right. And they don't want to give them any answers. Everything's top secret. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't, you know, a teacher that suspended a kid for some reason. These are children that were sexually abused. Mm-hmm. They were sexually assaulted. So we're talking about one of the most horrible, horrific things that could happen to a child. And they want to call, they want to arrest these parents, charge them. I mean, the emotions that these parents are feeling right now, I can't even begin to imagine. And I, I feel for them. They have every right to do that, what they're doing. They have every right to find answers and find out how this could have happened. Right. And and so, like I said, I don't I don't know how it got kicked to the AG's office, but I find it funny that they just all of a sudden pull the charges because right. it's more likely than not that those charges were originally filed by Pete. Yep. Because that could have very well been. Like I yes. said, he, you know, seems to be an awful lot of evidence out there that uh he really hates free speech and basically the constitution as a whole. So you can call it a conspiracy theory, but it's at least a possibility, if not a probability at this point. I think it's pretty obvious. 
Oh yeah, I think so too. Um, I just think that was such a slap in the face to these parents, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're they're gathering in numbers. They're trying to speak their piece. They're trying to find answers, and something went wrong in this. There was a system failure at some point that allowed this to happen, mm-hmm. and they don't want to take any responsibility for what happened. You know, if you're a school board member, you are part of the administration or you are a mandated reporter. If you're not reporting this stuff, you you should be charged. So yep. if anyone should be charged outside of the person that actually committed the crime, mm-hmm. if you didn't report these, any of this stuff that was suspected or any complaints or anything that they've noticed, they should be charged for not reporting it. Yep. So, but you never see that. No. And that just kind of leads me to the um, Mr. Vinosky. Yep. It was also in the paper that there hasn't been a settlement agreement as of yet. And I don't blame him. I would not accept any kind of settlement. You know, if it wasn't for Logan Township police arresting the guy that actually did commit the crime or make those phone calls, if that wouldn't have happened, Mr. Vinosky would be sitting in prison right now. Yep. He would go down for that. I guarantee oh, you any any yeah. jury that's sitting there and you have two people come up and yeah, it sounded like him. Yeah, it sounded like him because yep. of the tone of the case because it would involve threatening school kids basically. That would have been a, you know, and of course Pete would have stopped but we know for 150% that it was him even though it wasn't him and You're they right. kn- they knew it wasn't him. They had the evidence to know that it wasn't him and they still went and arrested him. Yeah. I I mean, that's just unbelievable. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if they wouldn't have arrested the guy that actually did it, that Mr. Vinosky would be sitting in jail right now. Oh yeah. That that would have been, they would have convicted him in in the very small unlikelihood that he would have, come out on top of that it would have been one hell of an uphill battle because like i said just because of the circumstances exactly it was these two uh i guess uh administrators at that particular school and their word would have been overseeded his Mm -hmm. and they would have taken their word first and he would have gone he would have gone to prison. Well, I, the, I guarantee you. The thing that really bothers me the most about that is so those administrators, from what's come out about him making the child line report and all that, it right. seemed that they had a very strong personal vendetta against him. So they yep. probably lied, made up a bullshit story so they could throw the government at him and ruin his right. life because he did the right thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and why, that's why the are these schools thing about it? Why are these schools so hell bent on having to cover everything up, especially with you know any time it involves a, a child being assaulted, and just like the right. the leak that came out from the uh, Altoona school district about them getting hacked, and they denied it, yeah. and they denied it, and they denied it, and it, the yep. whole it was like, but then after they get caught, they're like, well, it's not even a big deal; it happens all the time. It's like okay. But attempted hacks are different than successful hacks where people's information gets stolen. And I know. it would be nice to at least know that, hey, by the way, your personal information ended up on the dark web. And it was like the fact right. that they try so hard to cover this stuff up, it's like they know 
it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like with the mandated reporting, you know, this Mr. Vinovsky had, he actually did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he's the hero of the case and he's the one in chains. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they were upset with him for doing what he was supposed to do, uh, reporting suspected child abuse. Mm -hmm. And so they're mad about that. So is it the fact that they don't care about this particular child that was that he was making the report about? Weren't they important enough? I mean, well, here's the problem. Okay, with the child being severely abused. uh, Here's the here's the issue. And this is why Bellwood was acting the way they are. This is why Altoona is acting the way this is why Holidaysburg did that, because those assholes care more about their position and will do anything to make sure they don't lose that position, even if it means trying to cover up shit like that. Right. That That's the only thing that makes sense. It's a sad, sad world we live in, mm-hmm. and that right there proves it. Um, these school districts, these public school districts especially, they just, they need read out big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrong people are getting into these positions, and once they're in them, it's it's kind of all over. They they stay in them unless they do something seriously wrong, and even then, sometimes I think they get away with it. Yeah, I, um, the only the only person I've really ever see got what they deserved on the school board, I think, was good old Rick Hoover. And I love <laughs> yeah. I love to tell this story, and I've, I'm sure I've told it on here before. But for anybody that doesn't know, Mr. Rick was on the school board when they were you know talking about building the new school and he was 100% yes 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 we need to spend as much money as we can and he always thinks he's so great and he he said that he wasn't going to run again but if he did run again and this there's screenshots of this comment that pop up on Facebook from time to time and mm-hmm. he, so he says he's he's not going to run again but if he did run again he'd win by a landslide well, <laughs> not only did he run again, he lost pretty bad. So I laughed wow. at him. Wow. <laughs> well, I remember when they had to have a graduation a couple years ago indoors. and Oh, yeah, that were, was a fiasco. If you, if you didn't get there by a certain time, you had to watch it on a screen out in the mm-hmm. hallway or something. But this Mr. Hoover was sitting right in the front row. Oh, yeah, he's right there with his daughter seeing his kids graduate. Yeah, so I can understand the parents being upset and and angry. You know, there Mm -hmm. were some personal stories that I read where the one child, he had had come from a, you know, a, a dysfunctional home and overcame that you know, was on high honors, was going to head off to college. So this was like an important moment for him and his family. Mm -hmm. And wasn't able to be in there to see him graduate. Yeah. And that's what like some people would look like for me, graduating high school wasn't a significant thing other than I was able to start my life and get on doing what I wanted to do. Cause I, right. I, I really just hated school, but, um, that the, yeah. the, the funny part is <laughs> the funny part is they just made it out to be like, Oh, any of these parents or whoever, or, you're just a bunch of crybabies whining about this. But, you know, for like that kid, that was a significant, all the things he had to overcome to get to that point. And then you took that away from him and away from his parents, you know. All right. 
Exactly. And, and that's a, a milestone moment that you will remember the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that, that situation, I remember this story, it was posted on Facebook and there were videotapes and everything of them telling his family, you can't come in. You can't come in. There was like a security person there. Mm-hmm. Some older guy standing there was like literally not letting them come in. Well, and it, thought, it just goes back to the we live in? the the Cartman Hall monitors, you know, give somebody a little bit of authority and respect my authority, you know, and it's like, <laughs> exactly. but, but that's exactly how those people <laughs> act. You give them an ounce of power and, and they think it's, you know, a couple gallons and it's not. Right, right. I mean, there's so many changes that need to be made and who knows if it'll ever happen. We just seem to get the same people in these positions over and over again. And if you're not important, you get slighted. You don't get to see your kid graduate. You don't get to find information about what went wrong and how two children were uh uh, sexually abused by a wrestling coach mm-hmm. and you know then mr vinoski tries to do the right thing and m- report something that he you know a suspected child abuse and they didn't like him for that so mm-hmm. they got rid of him and then these phone calls came in and they didn't even follow through with maybe you know doing a, a better investigation they just right away took to people's word to people that work there uh their word that it was him so they go and arrest him. And in the meantime, right around the same time, the guy that actually did it, they arrested. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We'll let Mr. Vinosky go. It wasn't him. <laughs> We're sorry. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry about well, you know putting your face all that. over TV saying you're the big bad terrorist that was going to threaten to blow up some kids, you know? Like. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if, if it wasn't for, like I said, I, I, I don't think I can say this enough. If they wouldn't have arrested this other guy that actually did it, Mr. Vinosky would have taken the rap for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what we're faced with. And that's why people in this county need to wake the hell up because that saved him. That they actually somehow managed to find the person and actually did it. Yep. And if if for, if it wasn't for that, he would have been Mr. Vinosky would have been doomed. Yeah. And he deserves every penny that he gets from them. Well, and I think not only should he get obviously from the way the him being arrested and everything, but I think even just from the school district for, because yeah. it's like he was let go for being a mandated reporter and reporting something like right. how is, how is that even right. legal? You know, that wasn't even justifiable no. for the reason. And yeah, you're right. And, and, you know, these school districts, they do have insurance where they, they just pay a deductible. Mm-hmm. So they have the money to pay him. Yep. For his pain and suffering and whatever else they put him through. So, but, you know, the only thing, you know, the bad thing is, is we keep getting the same people in office over and over again. Because as soon as uh, the committees have their uh, golden candidate, you might as well forget it. That's who they're going to endorse. That's who they're going to push. And um, I think, my opinion, I think it's time for us to have an open primary I think it's time that independents and libertarians and other parties have a stay in our primaries. Well, and, and that's and, one of the biggest problem with elections around here is basically the Republican Party primary is essentially the election. And that shouldn't be not I'm not saying that right. we need you know that it would be better if, you know, the, the Democrats won or whatever cuz honestly like for the most part the Republicans and the Democrats in Blair County aren't that different. If you actually start talking to people, 
Right. You know, we we don't really have, I mean, there there's a few, but there aren't like, you know, California liberals in Blair right. County for was, the most part. Yeah. It was stated to me that we don't want independents and libertarians determining who our candidates will be. But when it comes to the general election, <laughs> who are candor can- for their votes then? Well, right? that's that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> supposed to be about democracy, about the people, but we don't want we don't want those peasants determining our <laughs> candidates. Like what? What the hell? Exactly. Like, you're giving it away. <laughs> like right, it, it, and you know, you know, in the you know, Pete Weeks mentions about oh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up the other article. Um, about the uh, research study that they applied for a grant to do this uh, study as to what they should do about the prison. Mm-hmm. So it was a grant. It's the only one that they could find out there. And it was around $185,000. So they have yet to see whether they got the grant or not. So if they don't get the grant and they want to do this study to see what they're, what they need to do about the prison, then it'll probably be on tax on the taxpayer then. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that these people are getting paid pretty high salaries. You know, if, if people want to look that up and see what these commissioners are making, um, you know, there's people in the prison board, you know, there's people in these positions that, you know, make these decisions like Nicole Heminger, I think is one of them mm-hmm. and AC Stickle just to name a couple, nothing personal against any of them, but they have pretty decent salaries. Mm -hmm. So are they not intelligent enough to do this research on their own? Well, that's the part. That's another really great point. And I think we've mentioned it before, but basically if you look at, you know, the average person in Blair County is, you know, maybe working at Sheets or something, maybe making 30 grand a year. Whereas these elected officials who some of them like, you know, Altoona mayor, don't really do a whole lot and they're making double or triple that. Right. And, you know, I think it's pretty plain to see that we need a new prison. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And is this just reassurance to back them up if that's the direction they're going? Um, you know, there are other places that have had to uh, build new prisons and whatnot. And, you know, go talk with these people, find out how they found the resources. Where did they, they get the ground to, to build a new prison and that sort of thing. Right. You know, it, you know, there's other counties, there's 67 counties in this state that they could actually go and visit, talk with and, and have discussions about and well, write down what, you, what they say. Well, you know? well and, and here's something else to think about. And this draws me nuts with Blair County because everything's all about, oh, we got to preserve this history and whatever. And it's like, you know, when you really look back, like the history here really isn't that great. Like maybe we should start moving forward instead of looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Exactly. But look, right. the best example is the courthouse. Now imagine how inefficient it is to heat those courtrooms. We could have right. built a new modern courthouse that yes it would have cost more money to begin with but like the that courthouse is still falling apart you know right right and it, you, you can't yeah. hear anything when you're in there especially in courtroom no. too it's so freaking big and the mics echo and it's just it's ridiculous but right, you, you could right. have had a modern courthouse that would have lasted 50 to 100 years probably i mean that a lot of people i don't know if a lot of people know but like that that the original courtrooms in that courthouse 
are from the late 1800s. Oh, I know. And that's why it's falling apart. Yeah. I I mean, I just, I I don't understand it. I mean, I know that there are, are groups of people that have organized like a historical society. And I think Holidaysburg does have something, you know, similar to that. And they have like a, uh, an area where these homes and stuff are pretty old and, and they've, you know, tried to keep them up and restored and that sort of thing. And it has sentimental value. And they, they do that probably in a lot of towns. But there does come a point where you have to move on. Mm-hmm. You have to move on from it because eventually somebody is going to do that. Yep. Someone is going to tear down that courthouse. They're going to build a new one. They're going to build a new prison. It has to happen because they, I mean, it's going to fall apart eventually. I mean, the building's so old and it's not efficient. Like you just said, it, mm-hmm. like how, how are they heating it? You know, what's the expense to actually keep the doors open in the place Yep, and that sort of thing. So, it, I mean, that's great. You know, take a brick from it. And mm-hmm. keep it, you know, put it, you know, in a, a curio cabinet or something. <laughs> right. If you, if you have sentimental value or sentimental, it has sentimental meaning to you. Just like ask them if you can have a brick from it. You know? Well, and I think that so. overall, that's one of the biggest issues around here is everybody's still kind of stuck in the past because Altoona hasn't ever recovered from when the railroad left. I mean, it's, it's still here, but it's not, you know. It's it's right. not anything close to what it was. We haven't had any new industry come in here. I mean, it, it, but when you look at, you know, the taxes and the stupid politics, I mean, you, you can't even paint a picture on the side of your business downtown without the city harassing you because, oh, that's against the code. That's against the code. And it's right, like, it's, right. but you want these people to move their businesses into these ancient buildings where there's no parking and they're guaranteed to get harassed. And I'm sure the the rent and everything else down there is ridiculous, too, for what the buildings are. But Oh, yeah. And, and their yeah. idea of revitalizing Altoona is, you know, oh, well, you know, we'll put in a nice sidewalk and throw some bricks down. It's just, yeah, why, why don't we get some I jobs? Know. Like, why don't we get an Amazon distribution center or something here, you know? Exactly. Well, you know, there was talk of a casino being put somewhere. I was thinking like between Tyron and Bellwood, but wouldn't I thought it would be a good idea to put one in one of those buildings downtown Altoona. That would build a lot of revenue, but so our conservative Republicans don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, and the other, I remember back when I worked at the, uh, the glass plant, they had there was a rumor there that PGW came in and I think somebody else since has bought it. It's changed hands a couple of times now because it was, you know, it was PPG for years and right. Right. But when PGW got it, there was a lot of rumors going around that they were going to sell it and basically turn that into a casino because it was like that halfway between, or it was closer to state college and Altoona, I guess basically was the idea behind it. But I know I've, I have friends that still work up there, so I don't think, that's going to happen, but it, it would it would make sense to put something like that in because it even when you figure with like the Penn State games and stuff, like there's a lot of right, people that right. stay here. So why don't yeah. we have things for them to do that'll generate money? You know exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that's a big no no in the conservative Republican uh, population in Blair County. 
So evidently that must be against the Bible or something. Well, here, sure. here, here's the thing with that, okay? Because <laughs> I, I guess you could say, you know, gambling's a sin, but so is basically everything else that goes on here, like lying. Like when the DAs coach people to lie, that's a, that's a sin, Pete. So I guess you're going to hell <laughs> exactly. too. Exactly. But, yeah. but uh, you know, if <laughs> even if you have a casino erected, like no one's making you go there and gamble. Right. You know, if somebody else wants to go yeah. be a sinner, let them go be a sinner. That's who cares? How's that? Right. How's that affecting exactly. you? <laughs> right. It's like mind your own. Like, I, I don't worry about yourself. Yeah. I, I don't think that you're going to get up to the pearly gates and St. Peter's going to be like, well, you know, you voted for that casino. So down you go, <laughs> son. I don't, I don't think that's yeah. how it would go. But there again, I don't think a lot of Blair County people have to worry about getting in the gates anyway, because I just don't think it's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, I mean, that would be a really interesting thing. It would be a tourist attraction mm -hmm. and everything else. And speaking of tourism stuff, I saw this editorial in the paper where it basically says, because of the high gas prices right now, you should learn to buy local. Like, don't go to a Pittsburgh Pirate game. Mm -hmm. Go to an Altoona Curve game instead. Well, we like to go to both. Right. You know, we like to go to curve games and we like to go to pirate games. So, well, you know, and my it's biggest problem with a lot more money now. Yeah. My, my biggest problem with the curve was like, it just like when they first were here, I thought the prices were reasonable, but it's like now they're not all that different from the major league baseball stadiums, whether it's the food or the tickets right. or whatever. And it's like, right. you know, how about you back those prices off so more people can afford to go? And I think you'd get a lot more people going. Yeah. Because yeah, if absolutely. you're going to shell out that much money, there's a lot of other things you can do with that money that you might enjoy more than just sitting at a baseball game for a couple hours, you know? Exactly. And how much does the county make off of that? They get some kind of uh, revenue from that stadium itself, I think. Well, I think a lot of it comes from because it, they have that, like, deal with, is it still people's natural gas field or whatever? Yes. Because there, there's like a deal where I'm sure they're making some money off advertising for them, but I'm, I'm not sure right. how much of that. I'm not sure who actually owns that stadium. Is it the county? I don't know. That'll be That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting to yes. look into and see if it Definitely. is the county, how much money are we making off of it? Right, exactly. Um, that would be a good Good research topic. And how, how can we another... use it to generate more revenue? What can we do better? Because that, that's yeah. the question nobody wants to ask. They're just like, well, you know, it's probably good enough, so we'll just let it go. <laughs> right. You see where and that gets us. Yeah, exactly. You know, this editorial is basically telling you, stop being so frivolous, basically, mm -hmm. and live this way. Don't live this way anymore. Live this way. Follow me, and I'll show you how to live cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, no thanks. Well, and so. the, the thing is, is if if you if you want to go to a pirates game and you can afford to do it, do it. Who who cares? Yeah. That doesn't affect me. Like, what? Why? Why would I care w whether you're going to this baseball game or this baseball game? I'm worried about right. my own budget. You know, and I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty cheap as it is, so like I probably wouldn't be driving out to. I don't even want to pay to go see the curve, so I'm definitely not driving out to Pittsburgh to see the Pirates. That's just me, which, which <laughs> yeah. is fine. But I'm not going to tell everybody else like, "Oh, you better live this way" or whatever, because I think to pretty much the way things are going, 
everybody's going to have to tighten their belt here as, you know, inflation continues and the cost of everything. Right. I mean, just like gas prices alone are ridiculous, but I think there's a lot of manipulation going on because who the hell knows what the truth is with Russia and Ukraine. There's so much propaganda, right, right. you know. On, I know. And it, that's kind of how I'm, I'm kind of staying like in this sort of neutral position, so mm-hmm. to speak. Because there's so many things about Ukraine that I'm not real fond of, and and they're trying to suppress that information. Mm -hmm. I mean, these bioweapon labs that they have that are funded by the United States, there's at least 25 of them in Ukraine. And they study viruses similar, you know, just like the COVID COVID thing, the the Wuhan lab, same type of thing. And they're worried that Russia's going to, take take them over or get a hold of them and so what's in there what do you got in there right like, and what are you hiding the other thing people have to remember is like just because because i know you you'll get a lot of hate online if you mention anything about you know well ukraine's not really the good guys uh, that doesn't mean that putin's the good guy he's definitely not that means that right. there are no good yeah. guys okay right. <laughs> there are no good guys in this one there's just yeah. two countries that are screwing up the rest of the world with the games that are being played. And yes, I think it was right. wrong for Russia to invade a sovereign nation, but they decided right. to do that, you know. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of corruption that has gone on with the Ukrainian government as well. And, you know, some of the people that are in Ukraine are actually Russian descent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's sort of like they're kind of a blended society, well, and, there definitely are parts of Russia that or parts of Ukraine where it's predominantly ethnic Russians who want to be part of Russia. And that's why this whole thing, and when it kicked off in 2014, those were basically the areas that broke away. Um, yeah. And because there, there actually was between, I think it's, it's in the, the Donbass region, but there was actually a, a separate country basically declared itself a separate country. I can't remember what it was called, but you basically had Ukraine, you had this country, then you had Russia, Mm -hmm. and it was an absolute nightmare if you were trying to travel through that area. Right, yeah. Because there was no passport to go to this country they just kind of created, you know. Right, and and you know the United States getting involved in it and are worried more about their borders than our own borders. Mm-hmm. That's that's a slap in the face to every taxpayer in this country. Yeah, and you know I I feel bad for the people, the actual people of Ukraine, and also the people in Russia that don't want anything to do with any of this. You know that's a, it's very sad for them. It's such a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have but a friend I'm over there. I'm not taking any sides at this point because I I think there's uh, this has gone on for so long mm-hmm. that it can't always just be one side that's causing the issues. It's got to be back and forth if it's gone on that long. Well, and the, so, the biggest problem is, and it was the United States that said, pushing Ukraine to give up their nukes, and then in return we were supposed to protect them. And that was the stupidest thing we could have ever done because this would have never happened if Ukraine still had nuclear weapons. Absolutely yep. would not have happened. And if it did, it would have been World War III and we wouldn't have been here talking about it. Exactly. Right. And it's going to get worse for us, you know, as far as inflation and stuff. And I don't want to complain about paying higher gas prices when people in Ukraine are dodging uh, bombs and mm-hmm. whatnot. 
you know, but this is really dramatically affecting our uh, way of life and um, being able to support our families and stuff. Right. So, and, then, and then you have everything, you see where your tax dollars are going and they keep going yeah. up and up and up. And it's like, well, yeah, this, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. You uh, wanted to talk about that Ruby Ridge, which I thought was really interesting. I, uh, I vaguely remember this, but I don't know if you want to. Well, I was, I was watching, I was flipping that? through YouTube the other night and I found this documentary on this Ruby Ridge and I, I knew about it before, but I'd never really dug into it. And it was, you know, everybody knows that there was like a standoff between the, uh, came, the, the guy's name was Weaver, but basically his family and the government. And the way it started was he, he was accused of, um, either selling an illegal gun or possessing a. You know how the gun laws are. They're fucking stupid. Right, right. But so it was basically a victimless crime anyway, which if you want to be like, oh, he's a criminal, whatever. Well, he still gets his day in court, right? Well, right. they sent him paperwork with the wrong court date. So he didn't show up for court because they changed the date. And I guess they made it earlier than whatever was on the paperwork. And right. then you have, I guess they, they decided to put a warrant out for him. And so these... It was the FBI and the ATF, and I think the marshals were there. So, and this guy had like, you know, kind of like your dream house would be out in the middle of nowhere, nobody to bother you. And these guys are out in the woods for weeks, keeping tabs on them because, you know, he's a big bag terrorist because his barrel wasn't long enough. And Right, yeah. <laughs> but Bizarre, yeah. So, and you, you can imagine if you live in a remote place where there's there shouldn't be any other humans around, and if there are... They're probably there to, you know, do you harm. That would be my first guess because you don't just go creeping around somebody's property just because. So they hear something, the dog sounds off, whatever. So they all grab rifles, run into the woods, follow the dog. One of the, I don't remember if it was a marshal or what they were, but one of the federal agents shoots the dog, a firefight erupts. Now, keep in mind, at this point, they have no idea what the hell's going to... They're just being attacked. His dog's just been shot. Yeah, yep. His son, uh, I think the son was 14 years old. He was shot and killed. One of the he agents... He was shot in the back. Mm -hmm. He was running from them. Running from them, and they the shot back. him in the yeah. back. Yep. Yep. And then they had, um, I guess, Weaver and... There were two guys there. I forget the other guy's name. It's not important. They fall back to the house. So his son's been killed. His daughter yeah. and wife are still in there, so there's like a siege going on, and he's refusing to surrender or whatever. And it's like at that point, you know, this the government totally took it from zero to one hundred real fast. Then the FBI yep. gave orders that if they saw anybody there, they're shoot and kill on sight, no questions asked. So his wife ends up getting shot in the head because they see her right. through the kitchen window. So now she his was wife, holding the eight month old baby too. Yep, when they shot her. Yep. Yep. And the funny thing was, is he went af after this is finally resolved because there was almost kind of reminded me of uh, Rambo because like his the, the Randy Weaver was a former Green Beret too, so that's probably why they were yeah. extra yeah. scared of him because you know he was probably better at everything than any of them. And <laughs> yeah, so exactly. like his, I don't know if it was one of his former commanders or just like a former Green Beret, but anyway, this guy starts talking to him and manages to talk him down, you know, which mm -hmm. they should have 
you know, maybe tried that before they ever assaulted the damn place and killed his dog. You know, that right, might have right. made more sense because generally people were reasonable. Like if you come and talk to them, you know, they might have a conversation. If you show up and just shoot their dog, like, and they don't even know who the hell you are, <laughs> probably going to end badly. But so he ends up going to court and so on. I'm sure he was, I can't remember all the charges, but there was a lot. And the only thing he got convicted of was failing to appear in court because they yep. sent him the wrong fucking date. Yep. And then he, they ended up suing that suing and they, and they won up, like $3 million. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a uh, U.S. Army engineer. And in 1983 is when he moved to that cabin mm-hmm. where he built it on Ruby Ridge, which is in uh, Idaho. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it says um, that his troubles started at. U.S. federal government began when he attended several meetings of this Aryan Nations, a white supremacist group, mm-hmm. and its compound in Hayden Lake, Idaho, in the late 1980s. Now he wasn't part of that group, but that's he who he sold the gun to, or something. I think. Yeah. 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 So um, he sold these weapons to an informant of the Burr of Alcohol and Tobacco ATF. Oh, that's so right. That's and the, whole, the, the whole the whole reason they even went after him was because they came to him then were like, well, hey, you can be our little rat, too. And he was like, hell no. And that's why right. they're, that's why they, this whole thing started yeah. then. Otherwise, he would have been probably free to go and do whatever he wanted, keep selling guns. Right. And it was a probation officer that sent the letter to Weaver with the incorrect date on it. Mm hmm. He had March 20th instead of February 20th. Which, think about that. Of all the other things that he was charged with, the only thing he was convicted of. But how do you get convicted of that when they sent him the wrong date? I mean, that should be pretty easy to prove. (laughs) Exactly. That's a good question. Yeah, he shouldn't have been charged with that either. Nope. So he did serve some time for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but... Yeah, that whole thing, you're right, went from zero to 180 very quickly, and it didn't have to. No. It's, so, it's, it's ridiculous. And the problem is, and that's what I don't get about all these people who are like, oh, you know, support the police, this and that. It's like we've seen time and time again, and not too long after this, then Waco happened, which obviously, you right. know, David Koresh was, you know, a crazy guy, and I'm sure the world probably was a better place without him, but that doesn't mean that you just go burn a damn place down and kill women and children. I know that was uh, a tra- oh so tragic. It mm-hmm. really was. That situation was handled terribly too. And yep. this is just another example: the uh, Ruby Ridge story. And so, I mean, these are stories. These are historical stories that maybe people sort of forget about. But it does, you know, kind of merge into even, you know, authorities at a local level. Mm-hmm. So, you know this would kind of like tell you the controversy surrounding the death of Rhonda Russell. You know, this was an officer that actually shot her, Mm -hmm. but that's been kind of swept under the carpet and nobody wants to give the real details about what happened. And, you know, we have no idea what's going on at this point. So, I mean, these are bigger issues that made national news, but, we have stuff that happened that's very corrupt in our own backyard too. 
evidently the sentencing laws and guidelines are causing our drug problem. Oh, it's yeah. not the players involved in it. Heck no. <laughs> you know, we got to blame that. So what a narcissist. So, I mean, it, it's really a sad day whenever you don't address the actual problem. People in this area, there's a drug problem. We know that. Mm-hmm. We don't think people should go out and do drugs. Right. And if they are caught with drugs, red-handed, they should face those consequences. Yep. Instead of letting them out on the street and continuing their habit mm-hmm. and not facing any consequences. And that's in itself enabling the drug problem. They're fueling it. They're yep. not deterring it at all. So, well, and the other and thing you have to remember is too, I mean, and this is the, I've, I don't think I've ever heard Pete Weeks mention anything about big pharma. And that's a big part of yeah. what got us here. Right. Exactly. There are other counties. I don't know if Blair County joined in on it, but they are suing pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. for the damage that they have done. Yep. And I, I agree with it. You know, I, well, I, I remember like, years ago, because it used to be a lot more um, common than it is now, but it was like every other commercial, you'd see a medication being advertised. Ask your doctor about this. Ask your doctor. It's like, if I need yeah. a medication, why the hell do I need to ask my doctor about it? They should already know. Exactly. And then a few years later, you can join a lawsuit mm-hmm. because such and such drug caused this or caused that. If you or a loved one died from taking this medication, then well, you can sue now. Do you remember you remember how many, because it was back when like Zantac and all that was, wasn't over the counter yet. They'd advertise right. it. And just a couple weeks ago, I saw there's a lawsuit because apparently Zantac causes cancer. How many commercials did you see for Zantac and Zantac 75? Right. You used exactly. to see them every other, every other commercial. Yep. As a matter of fact, I actually have taken them before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a big concern. I wasn't like I didn't see all that, you know, information, all the news on that and stuff. I just go to buy another container of it and it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yep. So I'm like, something's up. And that's what it was. So, yep. yeah, I had to switch to something else. So, needless <laughs> to say. Well, and it's just but, like back when, when I was in school, I think half the kids in the class were on Ritalin. Oh, I know. Because, you know, know, not every kid just wants to sit there at a desk and be a zombie. Right, right. You know, right. kids have energy. They need something that you can't. That That's my other problem with the, the way the yeah. education system's handled, too, is it just... They try to diagnose your kid. Well, that, and yeah. they act like the kid's just supposed to be a robot. It's like, that's not how kids are. And you're not learning if right. you're just sitting there listening to somebody talk scribble on a blackboard because your mind is elsewhere. At least that's how mine always was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some kids are very intelligent that they're going to get a little bored with whatever lesson is mm-hmm. being taught at that given moment. Or, you know, maybe they are having trouble catching on to the topic and you need to parallel the curriculum a little bit in order for them to learn. So not all kids learn the same way. Right. And, you know, but, you know, parents don't know anything about kids. Just if you're in the, you know, if you work for the school district, if you're a teacher or whatnot, you know more than anybody else. So they think that they don't want the parents input. And this Bell and Annis thing is 
total proof of that. Well, and it was like when that, because uh, my friend runs that Altoona and, um, or issues in Altoona School District, I think it's called. Yeah. If, if anybody yeah. isn't familiar with that, I'd recommend you check it out. She does a really good job. But she posted the yeah. email that originally already went, that just went out to the, you know, the staff and the teachers. And she had gotten it. And the parents, yeah. Well, and this one lady gets on there that said something to the effect, because I think it's on the page too, of, you know, well, yeah. if you don't work at the school district, you don't have any say in what they do or whatever. And it's like, well, guess what? I pay your salary. So, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I do and have to say. They don't like to be slapped in the face with that reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell anyone that works at a school district, your salary is being paid for by the taxpayers. Yep. We pay taxes to pay your salary. Bottom line, we have a say. And, you know, furthermore, you retire after, what, 20 years, and we have to pay your pension for the rest of your life. Yep. And after you've been there long enough, no matter what you do, you probably won't get fired. Exactly. And, you know, it's just these parents had every right to do what they did at that school board meeting, the way the school board treated them like they were second class citizens. Yep. It's just absurd and is completely wrong. That should never have happened. No, they should and be the fact that there uh, any, that criminal charges were filed at all, and it's funny because right. you look at you know on the national stage when they when I can't remember what the guy's name the U.S. Attorney General he came out with mm-hmm. that memo about you know the FBI is going to be investigating the parents going to school board meetings because that's you know that's an act of terrorism or whatever and it's yes, like yes, so yes. our local yes. Mister Republican if it was Pete Weeks who signed off on the charges and I don't know why it wouldn't have been so if I'm wrong I'm right. wrong because I I don't have the I don't have any way to see who see who signed off on that but if it was Pete right he's right up there with you know Joe Biden's regime so what a Republican right. he is. You know, who was who is the officer that wrote up the citation is mm-hmm. like who I would like to know who initiated that whole thing. And, you know, I could see officers coming in to kind of control the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. But how would they like it if their kid was sexually assaulted? Exactly. What emotional state of mind would they be in? And and that's you know, the thing is not only was it able uh, it was allowed to happen they're still trying to cover it up and won't tell the truth like that has to be infuriating at that point. Oh yeah, I I think any parent that is in that situation would be on the brink of losing their mind. Yep. And you know these are your children. They were assaulted and something went wrong somewhere. Somebody knew something and didn't do what they were supposed to do to keep it from happening. And it happened. And it's a sad day. These poor kids that were abused by this person, it's going to affect them the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Does the school board not understand that? I mean, I think they do to to a certain level, but they just don't care because it's not them. No, it's all, it's all about, about. it's all about keeping that position and keeping that power. And if it's at the expense of the kids, whatever, as long as they, at the end of the day, they still get their paycheck. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, whenever they didn't want to go back to the classroom because they were in such fear over COVID, Mm -hmm. they just wanted to be home and not have to get up and go to work. Yep. That is exactly what it really was. Yeah. So. But um, I guess we could, uh, 
unless there's anything else you want to talk about. I think um, we pretty much covered everything, so yeah, at just, least for this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, just a couple last thoughts. Pete Weeks, you can't blame other yeah people. Take some for re- your take fault. some responsibility for take your responsibility. failures. Yeah, Operation Our Town. You are not a nonprofit organization. You are a special interest group. Yep. And people getting paid top dollar in the county. Do your own research. You don't need to apply for grants to try and get money to do a research project when you already know the answer to it. Yep. All right. Um, I'm out. That's all, right. all I got. <laughs> yep. Thanks for uh, being on the show, and uh, we'll have to do sure. it again real soon. Yep, I'm sure we will. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. All right. That's all I got for today, guys. So hopefully you found it interesting, learned something. Remember... Always question everything and live free or effing die.